At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Let's talk a little bit about China. Shooting down balloons or UFOs or whatever. Nobody really knows what's going on with this. They let the balloon go on for a week, and then they shot down this little aerial thing. I don't know what the hell it is. They did that the first day, so I guess they're acknowledging they were wrong on the balloon. Anyway, my great pal, Cleet Willems, who's former deputy director of the National Economic Council, a former White House trade negotiator, presently with a uh, partner with Aiken Gum. So, Cleet, um, just give me a minute on this balloon. And I don't know what this thing is, this aerial thing. It's like a, a, a UFO. I mean, do we know it was Chinese, by the way? or What the hell was it? I know, Larry. I feel like we're in the middle of an, an episode of Star Trek or something with, with UFOs. <laughs> um, but you know, look, you're you're you hit the nail on the head, which was there's this inconsistency here. Yeah. You know, we've been told, oh, we couldn't shoot down the Chinese balloon when it was over Alaska. We had to let it uh, go across the United States first, and then now yesterday, you know, they shot the thing down first chance they had. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think they have a lot to answer for here. And, and Wendy Sherman, the deputy secretary of state, has been briefing folks, briefing countries around the world and saying that that Chinese balloon actually was collecting some meaningful intelligence. So I think yeah, well, no, step. I'm going to I'll call it no shoot. I mean, <laughs> really, this is not, you know, but the Defense Department really is just to some extent very much to blame. I mean, Biden should, if you're going to order them, shoot. So he said, take them down. And the Defense Department tilly-tallies away. Cleet, there's nobody in Montana, okay? <laughs> there's nobody in Montana. My wife's in Montana. We were married in Montana. Particularly the central part, you know, where the military bases. I mean, there's a, whatever, there's a couple hundred nuclear Minutemen there. And that balloon was hovering above it. And and we didn't do anything, really. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's absurd. Anyway, you don't know what this uh, UFO aerial thing is, do you? No, I mean, I don't uh, think there, there hasn't been any public information yeah. yet, and I obviously don't have the same yeah. intel I used to. I know. All right. Uh, so let me ask you this: There's an interesting couple things here. I, I did what you asked. I read the first page of your testimony, <laughs> so I got up to speed. And this is good vintage uh, Cleet Wilms. I get it. So. Let me just go back. A uh, story in the Wall Street Journal, I think it was yesterday or the day before, Cleet, how total trade with China, despite various hostilities, including tariffs, total trade, exports plus imports, is very strong. Uh, record total trade. And unfortunately, the deficit is also uh, very strong. And so that leads me to ask you, because China, you know, Trump rang the bell and events since then prove, I mean, Hong Kong, the threat to Taiwan, the ongoing story, human rights story with the Uyghurs and so forth. 
they're helping Russia with Ukraine. You know all this better than I do. Uh, these are not our friends. They are our enemies. We can politely call them adversaries, but they are our enemies. So, Cleet Wams, what should we do about that? Well, I think when you look at, at the trade numbers, it, it does point to f- some failings by the Biden administration. And, Larry, I'm going to start with something that I know is near and dear to your heart, which is our domestic policy, our tax code, and our regulations. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can do to produce more stuff in the United States and less stuff in China is is create an incentive for companies right. to relocate here. And that's an area where this administration has done little to none and, in fact, has probably made it worse. So, I mean, I think we talk a lot about tariffs and other things, but at the end of the day, if you want to make more stuff in America, let's have competitive tax code, let's have a competitive regulatory system, and we don't have that under President Biden. You know, the the second thing here, the second failing that I would point to is a failure of enforcement and a failure for fighting for U.S. interests abroad. And, And I think your characterization of China makes some sense. Um, they, they are a, a strategic competitor or an adversary, but that doesn't mean we don't want to be selling soybeans to their people. Mm. It doesn't mean we don't want to be selling beef over there. And this administration has done nothing to enforce the phase one deal that we've negotiated. And so I'd like to see them hold China to account to buy more of our stuff. Wait, t- hang on right there. That's such yeah. a key point. Do you know, Cleet? Yeah, I've asked this of Lighthizer, and he's never quite sure. I don't think anybody's quite sure. How... How are those commodity sales actually going, and are they conforming to the guidelines that were in that phase one deal? So we've seen – I mean, from the public information, we've seen a slight uptick in sales, but nothing near what we expected to get. Mm. And this is an area where a lot of us on the outside – I mean, we don't have privy – we don't have access to all the same information the U.S. government does, and there's been a lot of frustration that they haven't been transparent. And they haven't told us how China's doing, and they haven't done anything to, to, to enforce it. And so that's one of the things I actually talked about in my testimony this week, is Congress needs to hold the Biden administration to account mm. to enforce that deal. Mm. Uh, but maybe the third point I, d- I do want to make on, this, uh, on these trade numbers does come back to the tariffs. And I know that, that not everyone agrees with me when I say this, but I, but I think what this points to is the fact that we need to reexamine whether the current structure makes sense. And I am in no way saying let's do China favors, let's let them off the hook. But I think we need to figure out, are the tariffs that we have in place, are they actually effectively preventing China um, when it comes to strategic goods, from selling more to us, from having advantage on that? Um, or, or is China able to game the system? Are they able to work around our tariffs? Um, and at the same time, are some of these tariffs actually harmful to our economy? And I, and I wish the Biden administration had the political courage to take a look at this and say, you know what? Some of these tariffs we need to increase to achieve our goals, and some of these tariffs we should probably eliminate because they actually are, are counterproductive. And so I know that's a controversial point, but I think that this data once again highlights that we need to be willing to take those kinds of actions if we really want to move these numbers. You know, Cleet, I think – um, I think you're right. But as I mentioned, uh, I think we talked about, I, I don't think this is the right time. I mean, it's like, I don't want to do anything to help them right now. I, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> look, if you had a tougher president to provide the leadership, as you say, the, the Bidens don't have the courage to do any of this stuff. And, 
you know, they got all these lefties in there. God knows what they do. I'm just saying, you're right. Uh, look, we we had these across the board tariffs. You and I were very involved in this, um, and probably uh, in some areas we shouldn't have. In other areas, we should have. So you need to look at that. I get, I, you, I agree, but I just don't think the time is now. Yeah. Well, there, there, here's what I think about. I mean, let I, me I ask think, you. Oh, hang sure. on one second. Yeah. I just want to ask you about. In terms of, let me go back to the phase one trade deal, because God knows I spent a lot of time on that <laughs> energy and that mental anguish. But, um, Cleet, how, what is your assessment of the intellectual property theft safeguard reforms in China and the, you know, forced technology transfer issue? Because those are the two you know, really, I mean, I, I don't mind. We sell them all the commodities we want and help the farmers. Yeah. But yeah. In, in terms of the world competition, right, it's all about technology. So how do you – what do you think about those two areas? How are we doing? I, I don't think we're doing enough. I don't think we're doing well enough, and, mm-hmm. and some of that is still happening. And, you know, my view of this is, is you really need to bifurcate the U.S.-China relationship I don't want a full decoupling from China. I think right. there's value for us to right. have their people buying our stuff that subsidizes our innovation. But there's areas where we clearly need to crack down, where we clearly um, need to be doing more than we are uh, than we are today. And and not to take you totally off track, but I'll just throw in there that one thing I know that's near and dear to your heart has been working on the financial flows mm-hmm. and making sure we're not financing their military. Mm-hmm. And and that's an area where I also think there's more work to be done, uh, where we can we can be more robust in making sure the capital flows aren't going to China's military. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not selling them the same technology that helps develop their military. But at the same time, then you distinguish that from some of the stuff, which, you know, should be okay. You know, Brian and I worked on that. We had a start. Uh, but I think they have to do much, much more on the financial flows. And also bring in, um, Cleet, uh, the work of CFIUS. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, commi- what is it, Committee on Foreign Investment, something or other? In the U.S. You, almost, the US. you were right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, you know, because... I think export controls with respect to technology is very important. I think that's a key part of our story. I don't want to give them anything, honestly. And if I had my way, uh, I would throw TikTok out. Look, we basically threw Huawei out. There's hardly anything left of Huawei. Did our economy suffer? No. Did our telecom sector suffer? No. You know, we did all this research at the NEC and stuff and, um, it's fine. I mean, I want to, in some ways I do, I want to punish them. They do bad things. Yeah. They constantly do bad things, Cleet. So like, uh, I agree with you. We could, we, we should probably have another look at the tariffs and the winners and losers in the U S I get that. I think you're right, but I would just say not now. Yeah. I mean, this general says the other day they're going to invade Taiwan in a couple of years. You know, I mean, I just don't want to. It's almost like signaling. It's not economics. It's signaling. I don't want to signal to them any let up in the pressure. And I think Biden's they give him the wrong signals, Cleet. You're articulating perfectly why we need a Republican president. Yes. <laughs> no, no, that's right. We need a strong, tough guy in the White House. Right. Someone who we can trust to redo, redo these tariffs in a way that's going to maximize leverage, going to maximize pressure 
um, but isn't going to let them off the hook. Right. I mean, that's, that's what I'd love to see. Right. And, you know, the other thing that's interesting here, uh, Huawei, the untold story on Huawei is how well we did on coordinating with U.S. allies and getting mm. a lot of them yes. to do this stuff. Yes. Yes. You know, President Trump and our administration doesn't get much credit for that. And this administration, on the other hand, they talk a great game, but they actually don't don't follow through. Mm-hmm. And so in addition to everything we've talked about, I'd like to see them with a more effective strategy of working with our partners and allies, both to take tough action together, whether it's export controls or, or uh, investment restrictions, but then also some trade deals so we can give our companies uh, positive incentives to to move out of China, to move either to the Actually, United States or to our allies. I got to run, but I, All right, Larry. I'd like to see them take a vacation. A permanent vacation. Anyway, Cleet Willems, uh, great stuff. Former deputy director of the National Economic Council who's practicing law with uh, Aiken Gov. Now, thank you, Cleet. Talk soon. Appreciate it. Let's take a quick break. Can we take a quick break? Yeah. Then we got Joe Concha on the other side, uh, fabulous commentator. I'm Kudlow, folks. Stick around. Lots more to do. Larry Kudlow. 